0: Get ready, everyone. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You're about to be a part of the smoothest interviews around with Reviews and Done.
1: What's going on, world? Once again, it's your boy, Derek Dunn of Reviews and Done, back with another interview with an extremely talented writer, Mr. Davion Ferris. Let's uh, get right into it. That's yes, it. So how are you doing today, sir? How you, how's uh, your Friday going with uh, the COVID still in play? Uh,
0: you know, it's it's good. You know, I'm I'm figuring out ways to to keep my sanity. Um I spend a lot of time in in my backyard and you know, today I got a massage, it worked, you know, of course the lady came over, she had gloves, masks, all that, you know, stuff good stuff. So, um just you know, finding place a place of peace. It's have been managing. I feel you, man. Yeah, I'm
1: same way, man. I'm actually not um, really missing anything too much, as much as I thought I would. Like, you know, go, going stir-crazy with um, me being an entertainment critic, you know, I thought I would get um, stir-crazy, missing concerts and missing um, 20 days and all that. But I actually don't. If anything, it's um, inspired the podcast that have so much free time, you know, to actually get out there and try something new. And then
0: I'm right, right. a lot
1: of things and particularly a lot of stuff that I would never, um, you know, watch if there wasn't this, you know, the COVID going on. Like, I had no desire to ever watch Insecure. But Wifey and I have been to that bad boy like in four or five days. I
0: mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, right.
1: That's the finish, man. I got hooked on the joint. So, shout-out to Issa yeah. Ray man, for Insecure. So, Let's get right oh, into yeah, yeah, man. I'm yeah. you know, about your, uh, your writing credits and people you worked with, and throw you a couple of curveball questions. So uh, okay, I'm with it. When did you realize that music was something that you wanted to pursue as a career?
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I had my first solo at five, you know, uh, and 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 I've always like my entire family does does music, and is even the you know, the older generation, the generation before us. And so it. I, I almost never wanted to, I mean, I never wanted to do anything else. I can actually just say that, uh, like, wholeheartedly. Like, I, I've always wanted to sing. I just loved to sing. Um, I would say at 10 years old, when I was introduced to songs in the kid's life, it, that's when I decided that I wanted to be a singer-songwriter rather than just a singer. Because it was just an amazing body of work, it it touched me, it moved me, and even though there were you know situations that I didn't fully understand at ten, I understood enough to know that it was it was powerful. Um, yeah, my ten years old, I would say is when I, I'm going to be a singer songwriter. I'm going to be like Stevie Wonder.
1: No doubt, man, and um, almost every singer producer that I interview. Or that I always talk to, they always all bring up songs in the key of life, and oh, I don't. You're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me not me not even being a um, musician, but knowing how just iconic that album is and what Stevie was able to accomplish back in you know seventy six, and here it is, you know twenty twenty, and that album still is better. Well now truth be told, it's songs on the album by itself that are better than some people's catalog. And I'm i not gonna say no nope. names. I'm, a <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep the too. But yeah, it's the right, songs right. on albums that aren't even singles that are better than some other people's um
0: catalogue. Yeah. yeah. I interviewed a lot Absolutely. Of them. that is the gold standard for songwriting in my opinion. Yeah, I he understand. gave you he gave you relevance, he gave you, you know, like he gave you songs that were relevant to the times, but he still also gave you the love songs. He still gave you, you know, things that made you think. It was just amazing. But I I apologize. I just, whenever we get to talk about songs in the kid's life, I have a lot to say.
1: (laughs) Now, Now, I interviewed uh, Focus earlier, and, you know, I was telling him, I actually had a chance to see Stevie do the entire album live, uh, I think 2013, 2014, when he did the tour, and... You know, my favorite Stevie song is um, Rocket Love, but, you know, he didn't perform it that night because he was only doing songs from the songs in the key of life, but I can not even right. get upset because that album by itself is just such a masterful, you know, work that you can't get upset if Stevie doesn't even go into the
0: stuff he did in the 80s and stuff that he did, you know. Right, right, the intervisions and, the, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, and he's and his other body of work, bodies of work, I'm sorry, are amazing as well. So yeah, shout out to Stevie, we love you.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you come from a musical family. I know that your yes, siblings are singer Sir and rapper Smoke. So you know, I gotta ask, man, growing up, was there ever any the, um, friendly competition among you three?
0: <laughs> Everything was a competition growing up amongst us. We were were very active, our our parents were very active in um, exposing us to things to, you know, to figure out what it is that we were into, what it is that we liked, you know, what, because they didn't want to, even though we all obviously had, you know, musical talent, they didn't want us to, they didn't want to force us to do music if that's not, you know, indeed what we wanted to do. So everything was like we played sports: football, baseball, basketball, karate. Everything was a competition, but it was always it was always friendly competition, though. I'll say that much. So, so you know, we we just want to push each other uh, each other to be better. And if we end up as a group being better than the you know the rest of the people around us at what we do, then hey, okay, great. You know, but it's, it's it's always been a competition, but always friendly and fun and in love. Cool.
1: So, have you guys ever um, debated doing like a, a family project, something like the Jacksons or um, Casey and JoJo?
0: Um, oh yeah, that that's that's inevitable. That's 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 going to happen. I'm um, not can't like put dates out there or anything like that yet. But we, you know, we are, we we do have you know some songs that we've already started working on and. Um, yeah, I mean, I could say people should should expect that.
1: Looking forward to it when it uh,
0: when it drops. So,
1: as a music fan, what's the um, first concert you can recall attending? Mine was a uh, New Editions Home Again tour back in '97. Six, <laughs> and what's was crazy, bro, is that you know the movie the movie shows them kind of breaking up after the the Mexico incident. But when I saw it, right, right. it actually was after the New Mexico incident. So I guess they were just acting like giving award-worthy performances on stage because you had no idea they had that much internal strife.
0: Strife, right, right, right. Perform. So, what was your first concert, brother? Man, uh, actually, my first concert was Yolanda Adams. <laughs> um, my my parents, yeah, my parents were were both. I mean, are you know are both ministers and um my mom also used to you know sing background and she would sing you know sing background for gospel artists for you know contemporary artists for secular artists as well just the the, you know the scope wasn't the scope was unlimited she sang for you know some background for Elton Don, Michael Jackson, Fred Hammond you know just a a plethora of artists but the first concert I remember we were at um it was they used to do gospel concerts at knott's berry farm and at um, at magic mountain all the time and um so yeah she was she had a show at magic mountain it was yolanda adams and there were a few other artists that i that i don't remember but i remember yolanda clearly because she was just absolutely amazing and she loved my mom and she loved us so yeah that was a, that was actually the first concert i went to but it was it was dope like uh you know, I don't know if you how much you know about like you know gospel in like the you know the '90s and and whatnot, but it was it you had a lot of it was a whole lot of great music coming out at the time and dope musicians playing behind the the great artists and uh, Yolanda was one of
1: them. Oh yeah, I'm um as I've gotten older, I kind of you know ventured more into um. In the gospel, you know, growing up, you know, of course, like, you know, you know, the popular stuff like the Kirk Franklin, the Hezekiah Walkers, you know, the stuff you hear on the radio, but.
0: Right, I right,
1: right. And kind of found my own stuff. Like, you know, There's a lot of good gospel music out there, and you wouldn't know it was gospel unless, you know, someone told you, you know, I had no idea how bad Ty Tribber was. Um, who else would I check it yeah. out? Oh, yeah. Man. Um, no idea yeah, how out there. Who, uh, Hezekiah Walker was, you know, just like, cause, you know, I never, I mean, I thought about gospel music, you know, I was just like Kirk Franklin CD here and there, but I don't right, that, right, know, right. really want to play it on the regular, even going back to the Winans early stuff, you know, the stuff mm-hmm. they were doing with um, <laughs> Eddie Riley and all that, like, you know, and it was so. Um, so the
0: Winans uh, commissioned, yes, you know, sir. that, that, their they commission was one of the was super one of the dopest. Like that's that's why Fred Hammond will, he will always be one of my you know one of my gr- uh, great inspiration. Just as far as musicality, you know him, just the way he put those albums together, the production, the you know what he would do with the music. It was just super super dope. Shout out to Fred Hammond as well. <laughs> so
1: I've always been an album fan reader. And one of the first times I remember seeing your name was on Jaheim's Never way yeah. back in 2007.
0: I wasn't even married yeah, yet. So is that <laughs> from personal experience? I'm sorry, I say that in the last part. What, what about the experience?
1: Was everything from one of your experiences? Oh,
0: that, so that was – no, that that was – actually, let me see. No, I was married at the time. I think. Yeah, I was definitely married at the time, um, and and but I didn't start that song to to be uh, to be perfectly honest. My uh, my brother, Smoke, and my godbrother, brother, um, who was you know has uh, since passed away, rest in peace, um, Emmanuel Chisholm, uh, started the song, and you know I came in about halfway through, and and you know obviously we we all knew that there was something special going on, so. We you know, we worked together and we and we knocked it out. But it was we all, you know, definitely we were raised in love and we all had our own you know, had our own experiences and understanding on why, you know, why love and relationships is valuable. So we all, you know, had some real feelings to put into the zone.
1: Yeah, classic song, man. So resonates today, uh thirteen years later. And I, I remember man, that song. Appreciate it. Yeah, when that song was dropped, it was almost like, you know, he had just released an album a year prior, you know, in 06, but when he dropped uh, Never as a Single Man, that joint just took off, and people were like, he's finally back. I'm like,
0: Jaheim's yeah, never, <laughs> never <laughs> <have> back. <been out."
1: laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right, right.
1: For y'all, but I mean, not y'all, man, because that joint's one of his best songs, you know, for me, you know, single-wise because he's taking the mess out of that joint. So shout-out to y'all for making a class record for Mr. Jaheen. So keep him with, Man, the, um, with the um. appreciate it. You know, Mr. Farishaw, he also had a chance to write for the Queen of Hip-Hop Soul, Miss Mary J. Blige. So yes, sir. What was the writing process for Indestructible?
0: Oh, for Indestructible. So it, it um that was interesting because Mary had – we had – I met Mary at Tyrese's house in his backyard at his studio. And uh, she had, I mean, he had, you know, he has a core of writers that he works with that, you know, we've all written on, you know, Black Rose and and the the Open Invitation album before that. And so he, you know, invited a a handful of us to, you know, to come and work with Mary. She was, you know, working on the project. And um, from then, out of the, I think there were five or six writers there, um, myself and uh, uh, another good friend of mine, Kenyon Dixon, continued to write with her, outside of Tyrese's house, to just continue to work on the on the album because she took a liking to, you know, either our style, our lyrics, melody, whatever it was. Um, and so that was one of the four songs that I that I actually ended up on the project. But I was at a point on Indestructible where it's kind of the the whole idea behind the song indestructible is not to let things from your past not to let um not to let whatever you know whatever life lessons may have set you back or you know shortcomings or you know things like that not to let those things harden your heart to the point where you aren't um where you aren't able to to find love you know it, it, so it's it's speaking specifically to the heart let your heart be indestructible don't you know, don't let yourself get to the point where, where if love, if if a real opportunity for love doves come by, you're so jaded by whatever you know, whatever past experiences that you had that you're not open and you miss out on something that could have been the biggest blessing of your life. So that's that's what that's what indestructible means. And you know, I kind of presented that idea to Mary and she just she flipped. <laughs> like she loved it. So uh, it was dope. Anyway, we so the actual process. I went into the booth, laid down a few melodies. We, uh, you know, picked out what we liked, and then we fleshed out the lyrics. Cool. Mary and I. Which was a pretty awesome experience, too.
1: <laughs> and how was it working with
0: Syris uh, um, on Lee? Oh, uh, man, it, it was it was dope, man. Right. Reese is uh he's one of those artists who under- – and he he and Mary understand perfectly well what is what his thing is, what works for him, what people gravitate towards, you know what what people, what authentic piece of him that he can give that he understands will be well received. So when you work with artists like that, then you know you can have conversations. And you get, you know, you get direction. You get insight. You, you know, they can let whether 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 it's them letting you in, you know, telling you stories about, you know, the past past loves that they've had or where they are currently, you know, any any of those things can be can be tools for for a good song. So, uh, so you know, for 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 that, we were just kind of talking. It wasn't a specific situation, but more like, you know, understanding that certain certain of the of the writers in there, you know, were in relationships, happy and you know just the thought the concept of losing the person that you worked so hard to build with you know for for most people or at least when you are in a you know a a loving relationship it's that it's it's it can be unbearable so that's thought just communicates that like i'm not i'm not me we've we've grown so much together we've developed so much together that if you were to leave then it, it would genuinely affect me in a way that i'm not prepared for. Well,
1: cool, yeah, man. Heat on that uh, Black Rose album at number 10, When We Make Love.
0: Yeah. That's my joint right <laughs> there. My man, my man. Again, I, I, I appreciate it, man. You know, we just we just wanted to put something together that people could see. So being a writer, is there any
1: songs you've written for other artists that you wanted to keep for yourself?
0: <laughs> you already said it, leave. <laughs> 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 that uh that was a, that Lee, Lee was was one of my was one of my favorite records again i i i don't even i won't even claim to have started the record i came in as it was being written and helped you know and and helped finish it but it was an absolutely amazing record like i like you know records that are heartfelt and emotional whether it be sad happy you know angry whatever the case may be and that one was just like a, you know it pulled at your heartstrings it made it made me feel some kind of way <laughs> that one and and okay maybe the song that I wrote with my brother uh, with Sir he has a song called The Recipe and we uh, we both we you know we both started we bo- we started that one from scratch and the record is just so dope <laughs> like I like the lyrics the, the you know the lyrical content the the subject matter I I, I really like it The Recipe would be the other song that I would say you know <laughs> I would hold on to if I had the opportunity
1: so let's get into some your music, man. You know, that 2017 release was Pleasure. Now, one of yes, my sir. favorite joints was um, LAX. So had oh, you shot a video for that song, what would your concept be?
0: Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Okay, if I shot a video for LAX, what would the concept be? Um, it's really about... It's, it's. Oh, that's a tough one. You put me on the spot. Okay, so it's kind of like we want to show that the girl lost out because she was too caught up in, you know, whatever the LA scene might be trying to be, you know, trying to be somewhere popular, trying to meet up. Cause the story, I mean, the song still tells a story, even though it's like, you know, up-tempo dancing kind of joint. And so, you know, we might, we might show the you know, show her going from scene to scene or scene to scene with me. And just me taking notice to little things that she might do. That's like ah, that's not it. That's not. You know what I'm saying you're not sweet, and you know, kind of catching her up. Like, hey, we had to. You know, what I'm saying we had to. We had to dead that. We had to end that. Maybe we might show some you know, text messages a communication where she's like, you know, what's going on. But uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. That's that's one that I would. I'm. <laughs> I would go to a you know to a director or you know a creative director and say, hey, I have a few ideas, but help me flesh this out and make this, you know, make this something bigger. Cool. I can rock with it. I'm better with, all, better with audio than visual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got a team in L.A., you know, so
1: got to get some questions because we're in Cali, you know, your home state and your area. Absolute. So the first question is going to be Warren G. and Kendrick Lamar both approach you to sample your song, In My Feelings. Who would give the rights to the sample first?
0: You said Warren
1: or Kendrick? Kendrick? Yeah, Warren and Kendrick. They both want the sample. My feeling. I'm
0: gonna have to go with Kendrick. Dog. I'm gonna have to go with Kendrick. He's and and, and 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 this is with all due respect to Warren, but Kendrick's Kendrick's genius and his creativity and his, the way he can you know spin things. Um and his versatility. I it's it I would I would love to see what he would do. <laughs> what he would do with that. <laughs> uh, that would be crazy. Yeah, I'd have to get up to kitchen. Both West Side Kings though, so you know, it's all good. And you Are you more of a Golden State fan or
1: more of a Lakers fan?
0: Oh man, I'm a Lakers fan. <laughs> 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 that that one, that was way too easy. Golden State just got good. Okay? <laughs> I've been, be my whole family <laughs> is <the> Lakers fans, <laughs> except my son for some reason. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? I, I, I always got to ask that question when I, I um, I interviewed um, the guys from the and the Lakers, and I was like, man, how does that work with, you know, two teams being in the same city? It's like I've never seen oh, right, anybody right, right. in my like thirty-eight years of life. Be like a diehard Clippers fan from LA. It's like it's always the Lakers. And, you know I'm in the So you know we have the Redskins and we have the Baltimore Ravens, and it's like you guys right. one or the other. Right. you are Cowboys. Right. It's like <laughs> and the Lakers are, are in the same city, and I never see anybody like stand out or stand out for the Clippers. It's like yeah I had a stepchild.
0: notice no, no, you
1: know, <laughs> but it's kind no, of I mean, injuries. I mean,
0: generally, I'd say they kind of are like it's it's i mean, and and they're better they're better now, they you know they 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 it took a while for them to like really get a squad, and it seems kind of seems like something always happens, but uh, I mean, I like the I like the clippers i, I won't I won't say it's you know it's hate, you know, like if somebody comes to l a and they're playing the Clippers, I want the clippers to win, but if the clippers are playing the Lakers, go Lakers. <laughs>
1: All right, so I'm I'm a big fan of musical biopics. was one artist story you would love to see told on the big screen or in a miniseries format?
0: Oh man, Donny Hathaway. Donny yeah. Hathaway. He was an incredible, incredible singer who in my opinion was so far ahead of his time that it didn't make that it just didn't make any sense. Donnie Hathaway, easy choice. Oh yeah, no doubt.
1: And that's the um, that and the um, that's one of my, that's one of my general questions that I ask, like all my people that I interview, and they, like the answer is always either going to be uh, Prince, Stevie Wonder, or um Donnie Hathaway. And hmm. you know, the stuff that Donnie left us, you know, is legendary. But I, I'm I'm a firm believer that we didn't even get the best of Donnie Hathaway because he was, you know, he was
0: right. Right, because it, it, right, it was cut short, yeah. Yeah, so,
1: man. He uh, has an amazing story that, we, that needs to be... Um, so just just the stuff about... You know, just, uh, heck, just to see the making of a song for you, how how they could recreate that, or just doing, um, doing a scene with Donnie and Roberta doing Closer I Get to right. You. That record will be so amazing on screen.
0: Yeah. 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 The yeah is, absolutely. I mean,
1: that's my thing. Even, um, when nice. I'm talking to focus, you know, I told focus, if there'd be something on Stevie wonder, you could easily make a movie about Stevie, just focusing on songs in the key of life and how he made that entire project. Like just focus on that. Right. He didn't have to focus on nothing else. It's enough for a two hour movie with the making of
0: that album by itself. Dude. easily side. easily even even if you think about like because there were i uh, and i could be wrong but i think uh, marvin also wrote on songs in the key of life yeah so it's movie tour i could be wrong but yeah it's yeah there were there were he worked with a lot of great musicians and you know and songwriters so there would be there, yeah there would just be endless content even if he just decided yeah i'm just gonna focus on Song in the key of life. So, yeah. Yeah, even with um,
1: and Prince is another one. I mean, with Prince, you know, I, I've always told, folks <sighs> you can just, just focus on Prince and his battle with um, Warner Brothers in the 90s, and that's a, that, that in itself is a court case movie because everything that we're doing now musically, Prince saw this coming in the 90s before we got to yep. this, you know, point. So shout out to Prince, shout out to um, Stevie. Hopefully, one day, you know, we could see those stories on the big screen. So before we yeah, close man. out, is there anything you'd like to add? And where can fans find you on social media?
0: Um, well, I would just like to add to, you know, send to all my brothers and sisters out there, you're loved, know that you're loved, and know that you're valued, and you're worth it.
1: Um,
0: for, for, you can find me on social media at IamDavionF. That's I-A-M-D-A-V-I-O-N-F. That's my Twitter. That's my Instagram, and my Facebook. Just look for my name, on Antez. Dope, dope.
1: All right, folks, I want to thank Mr. Ferris for stopping by. This man is an incredible songwriter. I highly urge you, folks, like I always tell you in my interviews, I interview a uh, musician, writer-producer, leave your album credit, and you can know he's actually mm. behind the scenes making the music yeah. happen. That's where all the music yeah, is at. Be sure to check out Mr. Ferris's work on all streaming platforms. One of my personal favorites is With Pleasure from 2017. Early this year with his brother, D Smoke, they dropped a banger called Fly. Check that out. And just, you know, yes, sir. read your album credits and look at what this brother's written for other artists. He's worked for everybody from Tyrese to Mary to Jaheem The list goes on and on. I'm going to thank you all for listening to our interview. Until the next time, to quote Maurice White, be ever wonderful, done, out.
0: Yes, sir. Hey, yo, check it out. This is the Wild Cowboy with a lot of style, boy. One of one, untraceable. Punks jump up to get beat down, slow down. And yo, I want y'all to check out this podcast, yo. Y'all been listening to the reviews and done with your host, Derek Dunn. Be sure to check out ReviewsandDone.net. Understand that. Reviews and done. That's D-U-N-N.net. Word up. It's a good combination. .x and done. What's messing with that, peoples?